Hello, everyone. I'm Bill Raggio. I'm a senior fellow at Foundation for Defense of Democracies and editor of FDD's Long War Journal. This is Generation Jihad, the podcast that covers all things in what used to be known as the global war on terror, but we now call the Long War. We have a long war shaping up in Israel as we uh, speak. Of course, I have my friend and colleague, Joe Trusman. He's a research analyst for Foundation for Defense of Democracies, as well as a contributor here at the Lone War Journal. Joe, great great to get you back on. Um, hope you had a decent weekend, maybe a little bit of family time, a little bit of a moment to breathe. Yeah, yeah well, I got a little, but yeah, no, but uh, yeah, you definitely need it because, yeah, this is... A long war. This is what now, uh, 15, no, what are we, 16 days? Ugh, I don't That's know, right. 17 days. Yeah. And, 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 and this is the calm, believe it or not, this is the calm before the storm. Once it kicks off in yeah. Gaza, um, I think uh, all bets are off, to, you know, how this happens. Does Hezbollah weigh in? Do we start seeing the Shi militias weigh in as well? Do, you know, do the Houthis launch more missiles? Does the U.S. have to get involved? Um you know, but those are questions actually that we're going to address later this week. Um, let's just uh, for today, we're just going to do a little tactical update. Joe, let's start in Gaza. What's the situation in Gaza? Uh, as far as I can tell, the 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 Israel Defense Force is launching airstrikes and and minor incursions into Gaza. Um, you know, targeting Hamas and company. I'm just going to refer to it as Hamas here. Uh, as usual, um, targeting their infrastructure, bunkers, uh, command set, command and control centers, communication centers, thing, you know, all the tunnels, things of that nature, while trying not to um, get the hostages caught up in the mix. That has to be difficult. So, so where are we in Gaza? The the offensive, um, we're all waiting, um, but the Israelis really seem to be in no rush, do they? Yeah, well, we can sit here and argue why they don't seem like they're in a rush you could say it's because of the uh, they're trying to negotiate at least indirectly and of course with other international partners for the uh, negotiating with hamas for the uh release of the hostages um you can say uh, but yeah it could be a number of things right and speaking of hostages actually just right before we started recording this uh hamas released two hostages right so i i don't know it just happened so i'm not sure if they're dual nationals you know if they're israeli and you know maybe americans uh but regardless they released at least the reports say that, that i looked at that they released two hostages and of course just like the other hostages that, that they released uh i think last week they said that they were doing under under the uh the, for the what reason was it they were saying it was humanitarian for humanitarian reasons right and i when i read that i'm just like give me a break it's it's just nonsense right their their image is tarnished because of all the videos of that that came out during the october 7th attack of all the you know the murders and things like that so they're trying to act like they're you know i um i don't want to say a good organization but an or a, a group that uh you know understands uh or not understands but just caring wants Joe. to be they're caring, caring yeah loving. they're caring and yeah yeah yeah, yeah. they embrace yeah. so uh with love the <laughs> hostages that they take as they yes. rampaged across southern israel and raped murdered and mutilated people i know sure yeah exactly but you know another another thing sorry to interrupt is that um what they're also doing though and they're 
and this is tactical or you call it whatever they're trying to add international or put add more internet international pressure to to israel right they're increasing that pressure because if they're releasing hostages well allies or united states whoever can say well wait a second these guys are they're, they're releasing hostages we need more give them more time they'll maybe they'll release more you don't need to go into gaza you don't need to do a ground war so it's not because they're being, you know, they're they, they care for the hostages. They're doing this for because they're trying to save their themselves because they are in imminent danger, right? They're 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 um they're in they're under a lot of threat. So from the Israelis, so that just happened, uh, and but yeah, so the Israelis continue to bomb, right? Uh, soften targets up. Uh, they're hitting military infrastructure of Hamas and other Palestinian armed groups, and uh, they're the. Hamas and other groups are continuing to fire rockets, not nearly as much as they did in the beginning. That's a question right? I have because, for you, Joe, actually. Yeah. What is the how many rockets do you see in the last couple of days? Is it dozens, uh, scores, hundreds? Uh, uh you know, it could be in the in the last few days, I'd say hundreds. However, it's not um we're not seeing like a thousand a day or something a crazy number like that uh but in the beginning there was a lot and they were tar- constantly targeting major cities right tel aviv for example or central or uh, cities in the central israel so now it's a lot less but it's still happening because they don't have a they don't have an unlimited supply of rockets of course and if this is going to drag on they're just biding their time right so they're not going to fire rockets all the time so that's what i'm something i'm noticing a trend right uh with the rocket fire but they're still doing other stuff. Drones earlier today, drones, uh, Hamas claimed that they fired or launched a couple drones or at least one drone towards a air force base in the South. It's, they claimed it. Of course, the IDF said there were, uh, drones that were, or at least there was an alert for drones in the South. So there's a correlation there. Something did happen. All right. So, uh, so yeah, so we're, we're seeing that in the South right now. Still, it's kind of the same thing almost every day the last, you know, couple of weeks now, just because everyone is just waiting for that ground incursion. Yeah. You know, on the rockets too, I guess is the, um, is the Israel Air Force is up in the sky and they start blanketing the coverage too. It's going to get more and more difficult for Hamas to drag those rockets out. Um, a lot of, you know, from the beginning, at least it seemed like they were firing, I guess the Hamas version of uh, multiple launch rocket systems, right? Tubed up basically mm-hmm. yeah. tube rockets that, you know, they were like bundled in like 12 or 16. I imagine that's a, a little difficult for them while all that air coverage is over for them to drag that out. But isn't it sad, Joe, that we have like, you know, we're saying, oh, it's only hundreds now, right? <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, it's, but it's still happening, but yeah, it could be, it could be worse. And that's not even mentioning what can happen from the North, uh, Hezbollah, but we can talk about yeah, that. Yeah. Once that kick, if that kicks off, uh, which we believe it will, that will certainly, um, and I don't say this, uh, um, glowingly will be a sight to behold. That's going to be terrifying if they're able Absolutely. to get that up. Um, you know, I, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but the Israelis are, really taking a very cautious approach up north. Um, and I really hope this doesn't come back to bite them. I know the, the Biden administration seems to be putting a lot of pressure on Israel to show restraint in Gaza. Look, I think the the trickling of the hostages, I'm sure there's a term for this uh, in, you know, hostage 101. But what they're doing is, as you noted, very clever, right? Trickling a hostage here or there when they hold hundreds, you know, holds out hope. Well, we could just keep just keep delaying and the, and well if you release two every 
five days, which it seems to be right when they were released. Yeah, the other yeah, last yeah. pair was what Thursday, I yeah, believe. Yeah. Um, you know, that's a lot of weeks ahead of you before you get down to those last hostages. So I think that'd be, you know, at some point the IDF has to take action. Um, yeah, they're not going to yeah. get all the, all those hostages will not be released. They're, they're ace trump yeah, cards yeah. for, for Hamas. Right, 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 right. Absolutely. So, yeah. So, and, um, uh, we'll Joe, um, one more quick on the, on the targeting. It seems like. You know, the, what they're doing, and this is important when going after an organization, a military organization or a terrorist organization, or in the case of a government, or which Hamas is all three, um, they're pretty much going after the middle management right now. I saw a report the other day, it was like the deputy artillery commander for Gaza, and there's been, you know, other individuals of that level. Um, what's that? What's been the pace of that? Is it about one or two a day? Is it four or five of these guys a day? You got any indication on um, how well they're doing? Well, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, just like you're saying, they're taking out basically middle management, right? So, um, so yeah, it's commanders, but it's not. It just depends on the day. So, some days there's nothing. There's some days they take out uh, a couple of them, right? So, it's, it's slowly building. Uh, something I this is everything that's happening. Is, is what I expected when this war began. They'd start taking out these commanders. Now, when uh, just like in like 2021, for example, or in previous wars, previous conflicts, I think the where it really hurts Hamas and other groups is when Israel starts not only hitting obviously the commanders, the field commanders, but uh, the brains behind certain projects like uh the engineers for example that build rockets uh, or build the drones uh, those are the guys that, that really are, are crucial to hamas uh, we talked about it we wrote it about it in 20 in 2021 when uh a long word journal actually when the um israel took out a engineer that worked uh used to uh, work in the united states actually uh he worked for nasa believe it or not uh, at least according to some reports uh so but yeah he and then he came to gaza joined hamas and became an engineer for them so did his son his son is an engineer and both of them were killed so uh but it's guys like that that really hurt hamas when they're taken out basically right so it's not easy to replace a rocket scientist okay so uh so yeah but we haven't i haven't seen that yet all right so um i expect more i expect that to happen uh, as as long as this you know, war drags out so uh these guys some guys are getting taken out hamas guys uh guys from other groups uh alexa martyrs brigades the pflp so on and so forth so they're they're incurring losses that's for sure but something like this takes a lot of intelligence right so um and the right time to do it so but everyone's still waiting for the really the big ones right the 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 senior leadership of hamas that's in gaza whether that's going to happen or not i'm not sure yeah it's going to be difficult look the you know these wars are not going to be won via the air the the air is a um it's an a combat enabler um, you may take out individuals here or there, but if you really want to pull up Hamas root and stem, you got to go in on the ground. You got to, you know, you got to clear these areas. Then you have to filter through, and it has to be done from north to south. It can't be, oh, they'll invade the northern part of of, of Gaza and leave the southern part because these guys will just move around. And um, that's the only way to ensure. And one of the things I do worry about as time goes on is are are some of these key leaders 
Are they just leaving the theater? Um, are they, you know, taking those tunnels into Egypt and, and melting away? Um, it would be really bad um, if these guys are, you know, live to fight another day um, and can, you know, look, we don't know. We, do, we we think we know what might happen in in Gaza over the next couple of weeks and months. But whether that actually happens, if it does, the Israelis, you know, have to do at, at least at the beginning a full on occupation to and and filter through everyone and in, in confirm who's you know who's who it's the only way to do it and um it's going to be it's going to be really difficult so yeah oh yeah it takes a lot of time which digital definitely doesn't have uh so but i, I was gonna i wanted to mention actually bring something up and i'm kind of turning the tables around here the table around uh, on you here but so the last last couple of days and i've gotten and i talked to people talk to reporters and things like that and people like that and I've been getting a lot of people asking me. So there was, I'm sure you heard of it, the uh there's like an Al-Qaeda manual found in a USB drive that was uh carried by a Hamas fighter in southern Israel who's I'm assuming he was killed. So and uh just people are asking me, you know, does Hamas use chemical weapons, right? And uh because it's what it seems, this manual seems like it's, a, it's like some kind of diagram or I'm, I'm not a chemical weapons expert, so I, I don't know for sure, but it looks like it is, you know? So, and it looks like something you would find from uh, online, right? Because, uh, you know, there's terrorist groups all, all the time, even Palestinian armed groups, they publish ways to make uh, like bombs, for example, IDs. But anyway, um, so I've been asked, does Hamas use chemical weapons? And I say, well, I, you know, I haven't come across that before, but I'm just curious, like in your, with like, let's say in your arena with like Al Qaeda, for example, or other groups, Islamic State, have you seen stuff like that? Because it was like the manual said, I literally said Al Qaeda on it. So it's curious if you've come across that. Yeah. Before. My understanding is that's a manual from, because uh, the, I believe the Israeli Defense, Israel Defense Force put that out there. Um, I just haven't seen the actual copy of what they were looking at, but I think it's that 2003 manual from Al Qaeda. Yeah, this is look, we know um that Al Qaeda has dabbled in chemical weapons, in done research into biological weapons. We those some of were some of the most targeted, as you mentioned, the engineers, those in, in Al Qaeda, they were some of the most targeted individuals. Um Al Qaeda was running a I think CNN was the first one to report it way back when in 2001, 2002, Al Qaeda was um had a chemical weapons uh facility basically where they're investigating uh and they were testing them on animals so yeah and the islamic state has dabbled in this as well uh they've never been able to successfully deploy uh, any type of chemical biological of course nuclear but the fact that they're looking at these things always gave me pause and as as well it should right no one also thought that you know, 19 guys with box cutters would be able to kill 3,000 people by throwing flying airplanes in the air. Nor did people think that, you know, almost 2,000 Hamas and company fighters would storm the border and kill 1,400 Israelis. Um, you know, these things have a way, you know, if you don't take these threats seriously. Now, look, this guy could have been doing this as part of his duty, right, with Hamas. He could have just been surfing the web and scooping up everything, you know, jihadist related that he that they um, that he could find. So it could have been an individual curiosity. Um, I'd like if I was um, Israeli intelligence, I would want to know. 
I would I would be very interested. And again, what we witnessed on October 7th and what we witnessed in, you know, I could go numerous terrorist attacks, right? Was this is what happens when you give an, an enemy time, space, and and safe haven. They get creative, they start looking at um things. And um, you know, again, I, I I that report was greatly worrying to me, and it should be greatly worrying to the Israelis as well. Yeah, it it just yeah, it, it definitely. It, I mean, it should be worrying, but yeah, who knows? It's it's difficult to say if it was just something he. I mean, he's a part of a terrorist organization, so it shouldn't be surprising as a, a manual with you know to do something like this. So, and I'm not even sure if it's even accurate, right? But regardless, as far as accurate, as far as you know, how the cyanide is made or how you put everything together, I'm not sure. So, uh, but yeah, it's just it, it, it is little strange for Hamas to have that because I haven't seen that in the past with them. But just like you're saying, you give these guys time, they figure out uh, ingenious ways to to do things, right? Like storming the border and killing 1,400 people. So, and abducting uh, more than about 200 others. So, so yeah, so absolutely. It's, um, it is, it is interesting though, for sure about this, this, this manual on this Hamas fighter. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I always go back to what Osama bin Laden, I think he was in an interview with a Kuwaiti cleric after nine 11, obviously it was Al Qaeda. Um, and bin Laden basically said, you know, if I could have killed 30,000 or 300,000 or 3 million, I would have done that too. Right. And how do you do that? You do that by taking your game to the next level. You can't kill that many people by flying airplanes in the buildings. And that's what, you know, Hamas, right. What is it's, it's in their charter. They want the destruction of the Jewish state and reoccupy all of what they call Palestine. I have no doubt that if they thought that they can achieve that goal by using chemical weapons, that they would do so. So this is where I just, you know, is it probable? Might be low on the probability scale, but um, in the I don't put it beyond the realm of the possible that they were investigating. I also don't put it in the, you know, it's all again, also possible that this just might've been a curious Hamas dude. Um, it's a shame the Israelis didn't get him alive. I will tell you that um, yeah. he would have been because <laughs> I'd want it. I'd want to know the answer to that question. Right, 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 right. And uh, I think uh, it kind of segues into our the next topic, but um, you know, there wasn't there, there was a, I'm sure you saw it, the, showtime on tv they did a thing like over the summer of um the hezbollah guy and anyway so i i recall there was an episode where they started talking about talking to the syrians about chemical weapons or something like that so point being uh it's israel's foes right uh they you know chemical weapons uh biological weapons it's not out of the realm right it's not out of the realm of possibility so uh but anyways but yeah so uh but yeah but um it's, it's just all very interesting of course and yeah uh, unfortunately they didn't, it doesn't seem like they caught the guy alive yeah it's real shame and speaking of hezbollah joe um and obviously they're not the only one up north um you have hamas and islamic jihad and a host of other groups and are sort of embedded in northern Lebanon. And then we have the Shia militias. I saw a report that the some were gathering and that the head of Quds Force had come to give them a little talk, but I don't know if any of that's true or or if that's just rumin reporter reporting. 
Um, but what's the situation like up north? Uh, have things intensified over the last couple of days? Are we sort of in this steady pattern? I'm getting the impression we're seeing maybe a little bit more sophisticated targeting from the groups, particularly from Lebanon. But uh, what's your take on that? Yeah, so the northern border is interesting right now. It's slowly slowly getting hotter, right? So the uh, Hezbollah and uh and other groups, especially more Hezbollah than anything, trying to they're they're attacking IDF positions right, along the Lebanon-Israel border. But the Israelis seem, uh, in at least in the last week or so, have been figuring things out and tracking things, tracking the movement, and then taking out these teams that are especially these guided missile teams or ATGM teams uh, that are, are trying to attack Israeli posts or uh idf merkava tanks so uh so yeah i think there's about 30 at least officially from hezbollah there's about 30 30 of its fighters that have been killed so far uh the interesting thing is that uh like islamic jihad uh has uh their fighters have died in southern lebanon as well but uh they they the interesting thing is that their obituaries have said that they're from syria and they purposely say that they're from Syria. They're not just. Uh, it'd be interesting. It's interesting because usually you think they would hide something like that, but they want people to know that this these guys are coming from Syria, and they're fighting in Lebanon and southern Lebanon, not in you know in Gaza. But so uh, that's it's, that's the very interesting thing. So that on I've that, seen that the point, really quick. I mean, that was always a selling point for Al Qaeda and for um, for Islamic State because they can. They can show, you know, it's 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 sort of an incentive for, you know, to show that this is an international fight, you know, come and join us and wage jihad and, um, you know, and die for the cause. There's no greater, you know, no no greater service that you can, you know, give to Islam to do something. So there's a very strong message. It doesn't surprise me that they're doing that. Um, they may have wanted to hide that sort of thing in the past, but I think this, I think we've hit a different point in the war now where they want to internationalize these things. And what better way to do that than to say, Hey, your fighters aren't just Palestinians, they're others. Yeah. They're, they're yeah. For or just not, case, you know, different locations. Yeah, right. They're yeah, not just from Gaza, not just from the West Bank or even Southern right. Lebanon. They're, they're coming in from other places and you should too. That's the implied message in all of that. Yeah, they're what they're saying is that they're basically unifying the arenas. That's a slogan that they've said for uh, for a while now. That uh, so yeah, so it's it's very interesting that they they're they're mentioning that. So, but yeah, so the Israelis are definitely taking out these these teams uh, from especially from Hezbollah, uh, Islamic Jihad, and Hamas uh, right now. And but this is just the just the how can I say it? this is. It's like the tip of the spear, right? This is nothing as far as what Hezbollah can do as from Lebanon. If they really want to get into the war. Uh, they can do it uh, drones and rockets uh, and, of course, precision-guided munitions. Uh, so anyway, but yeah, so this is, we haven't seen anything yet. And I'm just really trying to emphasize that because it's very important because uh People have said, okay, yeah, well, second front's open. Yeah, sort of, it is on, on Israel's northern border. But is uh, Hezbollah has not really not putting their their full force into it just yet. Just uh, they're just doing a little. They're just sending the guys in. These guys are probably, as far as uh, 
their lives are very much in danger every time that you know these type of teams these guys that they send so they usually don't come back okay so they know what's going to happen to them so when they go out uh, to the border so regardless yeah so that's what we're wait, all waiting on right this ground incursion and then hezbollah joining in and that's why the u.s military especially is, is there in the mediterranean uh trying to deter hezbollah from actually joining the war and also of course now that we're seeing we've talked about it before the shiite these shiite militias uh in the region attacking uh american bases in syria for example so uh we'll see we may see a lot more of that uh in the coming days especially if a uh, ground war ensues and yeah, for the listeners, um, if you didn't catch our episode, I believe it was October 20th. Um, we discussed that with, uh, with our friend and colleague Benham at FDD. Uh, we went into, you know, a little bit of depth on the, on the militias and the threat that they pose. So yeah, give that one a listen. Yeah. Joe, you described it last week as sort of a, uh, I believe it, you called it a simmer. I referred to it as a slow boil. I think we're still in that pattern. I suspect Hamas is waiting for the, the ground invasion of Gaza to justify going all in, assuming that they're going to do it. Um, I don't think that's any big uh, revelation or big prediction from it. You know, I'm sure others have said it, but uh, that's the impression I'm getting. They're 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 dialing it up a little bit along the border, um, and waiting for, you know, for for the for the big game to kick off before they throw in. Um, I hope they don't. And, you know, one thing that really concerns me, too, is the U.S. has said that it would intervene if Hezbollah does. And what happens if Hezbollah really does kick it off and the U.S. doesn't? Then what good is U.S. deterrence? And, you know, after what we've witnessed in Afghanistan, particularly, I know I always go back to that, but I watched the U.S. abandon an ally um, of 20 years. Whatever problems the Afghans had, they certainly were far better than what we left behind. Uh, the top that that would be the Taliban, and I would hate to see the U.S. not weigh in. You know, if Hezbollah does go all in and strikes Israel, if the U.S. sits that one out after threatening to do so, um, we look, we're going to look really bad. It's going to hurt. The implications of not doing something like that is go far beyond Israel. Oh yeah, oh, oh for sure. That's uh, certain. I mean, but it, it appears I think uh, that. Uh, I would say the the United States would would intervene, uh, but uh, it does know that then it um, it opens the United States up to to attacks as well. You understand? It's not just in that let's say that region. What I would be concerned about is, uh, for example, uh, and this is goes for the Israelis too. Uh, embassy bombings, things like that. You know, soft targets. Uh, that Hezbollah has done that plenty of times i don't have to tell you that so um so it opens up a lot of things for the americans and the israelis so it doesn't have to be necessarily in that region so i think the united states will join in i just don't know to what extent right what type is there going to be coordination with the israelis uh attacking hezbollah targets or is this are they is there americans just going to focus on protecting let's say their their interests in syria or iraq I don't know, right? So there's it just opens up a can of worms if the United States gets involved, if Hezbollah starts, you know, actually really opening a, a, another front uh, in this war. So a lot of questions, my friend. Yes, absolutely. Listen, do I? I think they will probably, but after what I've gone becoming cynical, Bill over the years and jaded Bill, I don't put anything past particularly this administration at this point in time. They've been, from what I could gather, they've been 
putting the restraints on Israel to go in the south because of the hostages, giving a hundred million dollars to to Gaza as U.S. hostages are being held. I just you know I smell a lot of hesitation and weakness. Um, I hope I, I you know I. I, you know, I don't know where I am. Is it 50-50 that the U.S. will or won't? Is it 60-40 either way? I don't know. But that little nagging voice in the back of my head says that it, it's certainly I can't rule out that the U.S. may um, may balk if Hezbollah launches a full war. I hope I, I definitely hope that doesn't happen. Um, the implications of that are, are massive. I think that's when just about everyone would smell blood in the water. The Chinese, the Russians, the Iranians. Um, the Palestinians uh, are allies, um, you know, who are quite angry with us in the Middle East. But, well, that's a topic for another day. And hopefully we don't find out the answer to that question. Joe, thanks again for joining us. And thanks, everyone, for joining us for today's episode of Generation Jihad. A uh, quick reminder, you could find us on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a review, preferably a positive one, but only if we earned it. Thanks again, and we'll see you all again soon.